right, all right. We are back here with the nerdendum. A nerdendum. The uh, the form of this word is uh, derived from the word nerd, meaning one who is beaten up on the playground, and uh, <laughs> dendum, which means extra. Extra. So extra. this is an additional podcast to our regular nerd psychopedia, um, A through Z. Yes. So we're taking a um little break to add a little addition to that. Mm-hmm. Now, have you heard Sam's reaction? This is a, a we're doing Justice League today, right? Still. Yes. You don't want to do like the Justice League cartoon? <laughs> what do you prefer oh, to do? Man, it would probably be a much better podcast. <laughs> <you know. laughs> well, so Justice League is a movie that uh, stars the fat-faced Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne slash Batman. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and Henry Cavill's CGI'd mustache face that made it look like a video game <laughs> render commercial at the beginning of the movie. Um, I was like, is this yes. a trailer for the next Injustice? If so, that's brilliant. They did a good job on the render, but... They did a fantastic job. I will buy that game. <laughs> What's your favorite oh, thing man, about, about Planet Earth? Punching Scorpion in the face? All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so we're talking about Justice League today, the, the full podcast. So you got my instant react, like Scott said the other yeah. day. And um, um, thank you for the um, listens and the feedback and everything. We definitely appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, me and Scott are actually going to come here with the full cast like we usually do um, on some of the, um, you know, big comic book and sci-fi movies that come out, you know, during the year. So um, Justice League was uh, one of the bigger ones. Um, and we felt that we had to our, um, put our two cents in on two cents yes. on it. Yes, we did. And my two cents are that it is bad. <laughs> it was a bad movie. Uh, that is, that is the end of my two cents. That, that is it. Two cents don't go that far anymore. <laughs> exactly. I mean, unfortunately we gave more than two cents to, you know, see this movie, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> I got a text from Scott the other night and you know I was hoping he would have like a, a maybe a different react maybe something that wasn't you know as as explicit as mine you know not that mine was like you know too vulgar but but it was very deep and very mean towards the movie I was hoping he would have a different reaction maybe that was sort of exact opposite so he texted me the other night saying after he saw it and said Sam this is a piece of shit. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> I got. I'm gonna tell you the biggest the the plop that made you really like you know the last plop on the pile of shit echoed like throughout the theater was when uh-huh. when Cyborg said "booyah." I was just like, oh. "That's fuck. That's it. I'm out of here. I can't deal with it." <laughs> I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" I just looked, I looked at <laughs> my girlfriend. I was like, "There's no way. <laughs> There's no way oh, that that guy man. that actor was like." Okay, so the script says, say booyah. I'm assuming, since I'm not Stuart Scott in 1998, that you want me to say something else. And then they just go, no, say booyah. And trust me, it'll play. Well, the um, background on booyah, it was sort of a call, well, a callback, if you will, from what he says in the Teen Titans Go cartoon TV show on the um, Cartoon Network. So he's always saying booyah with Beast Boy. I see. And if you're, um, you know, um, big into that character, I got a couple kids, so I'm always watching that show. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this um, cyborg in the movie saying that, and he says it with no feeling whatsoever. <laughs> you know, 
I think maybe they had maybe they had both, everybody had the same understanding I did, which was like this is random. But I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like if you get cast as cyborg, you probably do, you know, watch some of the cyborg stuff a little bit, right? You need to know a little bit about what this disembodied head on a animated body does. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how about, um, how about I guess, when they showed Superman's X-ray uh-huh. vision and they showed that the only the only organic part of cyborg is his head? Like, there's nothing uh-huh. <laughs> nothing else there. Just a, just a just a head, just a floating head and a bunch of metal, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That that was that was a pet peeve of um. Well, I mean, like I was saying in my instant react, I was a lot of the CGI, a lot of the green screen that you've seen throughout the movie was just just not good for a so-called three hundred um three hundred dollar million spent movie. No, you know, it was it was just ridiculous. You know, we seen better um CGI from Deadpool last year. Yeah. Um. Or was it the year before or last year that it, was it came a while. out? It's a couple years ago. Yeah, um, and they spent only fifty eight thousand. I mean, fifty eight thousand, fifty eight million on that movie. Mm-hmm. So it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I. Uh, it looked. It did look all cheap in a lot of places. Like you're saying, all the exterior shots look cheap. All the exterior Oof. shots of Superman and Metropolis looked real cheap. Woo. I don't know where the money went. Where did the money go? <laughs> it was not like I'm the, so used the, to these the, these Disney cutthroat. The, um, the money goes in the product Marvel movies, and then you get Warner Brothers. Just you know what I mean. I don't know where the money went, but it didn't go on the screen. Well, okay. If you if you go back to like the Man of Steel and um, you know Batman versus Superman, regardless of what you think of those movies, you have to agree that they um, they looked a lot better than this movie. Oh yeah, visually. Mm-hmm. And this movie even had some had some neat visuals and some neat moments. I thought right. as we left, I said, you know, this movie would have made about a really great twenty minute music video, right? <laughs> like in nineteen ninety seven, if there was some real like, you know, like if Wu Tang Clan put out like a single that would just had like a thirty minute Superman movie, that's what it could look like. It would have been awesome. <laughs> you know, anytime there needed to be dialogue, they'd just be rapping. Instead, it would have been great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a um, few action sequences I like. I like the um, Themyscira Amazon sequence where they mm-hmm. was um, leading the 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 mother box, and you had a um, shot in the middle of the fight with um, a Green Lantern Corps member. That was yeah. pretty decent. Yeah, that was pretty cool. But can I? I want to. I want to loop back. So this is the first time in okay. the podcast one of us said the word mother box, and I just want to. <laughs> I just want to know, like. Like why? Why would they pick that? Why that name? Do you know? Is that a comic origin name? Oh, okay. So are are you not familiar with the background of the mother boxes? No, I need you to tell me more about the mother box because <laughs> it's. I, I, I'll tell you why I think it's so the, funny in a minute, but I want you to tell me about this thing. The the mother box is a thing that Dark Side uses. Well, it's, it's a, from the um the new guys Dark Side that apocalypse lore for DC comic um readers that know about this um that he uses to try to um you know take over worlds and everything. So in this movie it just happened to be three of them that they had to chase, you know, as MacGuffins throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. So they used um for the life of me I don't know why they used Steppenwolf <laughs> instead of Darkseid cuz he's sort of like an underling of Darkseid. So um, I guess that's something that he's you know they're, they're leading towards but generally in a nutshell that's what the um mother box is. Okay. So so 
Essentially. It's, oh, 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 <laughs> By the it's, way, it's, this is Steppenwolf's first hit since Magic Carpet Ride. So it's, yeah, been, yeah. it's been a long time but, since Steppenwolf was in pop culture. But, but the mother box used in this movie is no different from that cube that was used in the first Transformers movie. Um, it's no different than the, um, the cube that they used in the Avengers movie. It's the same type of... <laughs> so this guy ridiculous is, MacGuffin. So this guy's running around and he's looking for his mom's box, and <laughs> and he's looking for it because life keeps because when he gets his mom's box all excited, life just shoots forth from it in an uncontrollable way, like like the Genesis device in the first and that one Star Trek Star Trek two or three or whichever one that is. Yeah, is that yeah. is that about right? That, yeah, that's that's a heck of a metaphor. Good I just metaphor. don't. I mean, that's exact. That's what this movie was about. It's like this box that produces life, <laughs> but it's too hot. We gotta keep your mom's box under wraps. <laughs> so the whole time I'm thinking about that. And meanwhile, meanwhile, you've got the seat. You know, this guy who looks like basically the the villain from Diablo. Like the you know what I mean the the demon right. the demon right. boss from Diablo running around with his helmet. Right. <laughs> and he's got, and he's got the voice of like. Like a double bass infused voice of like the the guy that played Julius Caesar and Mance Raider, right? That's who played him. <laughs> and and he just has an axe. And the thing is, like right. you know, like like Wonder Woman and Aquaman are holding their own with this guy, right? And Batman yeah. can't, but that's all right. You know, like, you know, Batman's just gonna get punched in the right, wall. Right. That's just right. part of like his deal. And, and, but my my biggest plot deal with this movie, <clears throat> besides the fact that. I, um, you know, I think they spent way the, the way they organized everything. Actually, my girlfriend came up with a really with a way better script to this movie on the way back from it, like a way better okay. script. Uh, I'll, I'll okay. get into that in a, couple, in a little bit. But this uh, <laughs> this guy, like as soon as Superman, like as soon as they're like, we'll just bring Superman back to life, right? I roll right. my eyes because that's the plot of like every single Justice League comic and cartoon ever. Is it's like, well, Superman right. here, he would just punch this problem in the face and it wouldn't be a problem anymore. Right. So they right. have to find up all right. these contrived reasons to keep Superman away for the plot to be interesting, right? It's like they have to do it. And as soon as Superman comes back, the plot becomes less interesting because the plot is essentially, well, Superman's just going to punch this dude in the face. Yeah, like he's yeah, in some yeah. Big he's the most trouble. powerful one. You know. And then instead of having Superman come back with like diminished powers or something like that, which would have been very easy... Right? Because you say, oh, he's just coming back to life still. He's going to be powering up like he was in the first movie. Remember that? Before he could fly, he was like jumping around and stuff. And instead of doing that, he just comes and punches the dude in the face. And that's like the end of the whole movie. Right? And then we got it to... And, and then Superman said, your mom's box is getting too hot. Right? I don't understand. I, I don't understand what... Like, if... If the Justice... If this is the type of plot for the Justice League movie, it's really just a movie about Superman... And the people that carry Superman stuff, right? Like Superman and his and his shield maiden and his you know what I mean and his like a techie guy that's Batman and the cyborg, right? Like that's what this movie becomes. Yeah. I mean, they had a golden opportunity. They could have moved Superman back to Golden Age Superman, okay? Like we're gonna talk about when we get to S <laughs> I can't remember because I think this is gonna air before the episode we recorded last week now that I say that. Because we're going to talk about it soon. <laughs> we will. But he would have been diminished, less powerful. It would have been a much more interesting plot. So for me, I think that I think that that, that was a missed opportunity. But I, I mean, it was kind of funny to have Superman just come in and just punch the like just like punch the dude once. <laughs> He's immediately like, "Oh, I'm, I'm not winning this one. I'm gonna get out of here." 
I you you had years and years and years of development of this particular movie, Justice League, and at the end of the day, this is the result that you have. I mean, it was um I understand you know the the backlash from Batman versus Superman, especially, and maybe um you know Man of Steel that you you had like uh too dark you know, sensibilities as far as those two movies and everything, especially Batman versus Superman. And you want to sort of like lighten this movie up and um, have it be more humorous and, you know, not have it be as serious and actually give Superman, you know, that sense of um, hope, you know, um, it's, it's, it's like Scott, I was telling you like a few podcasts ago and everything um, for Superman, when they tried to develop him, um, as a movie, you know, a, a movie franchise after all the failed movies in between the first two Superman, um, people didn't really like what was putting on the screen. Uh, Superman is not really a popular character anymore, period, because it's just so many other cooler superheroes out there like Batman and Spider-Man and such. So when someone tries something different with, say, maybe like Man of Steel um, and Batman versus Superman and they don't like that. What are you supposed to do? You know, also, are, are, are you going to all of a sudden just like this particular Superman that's in this movie just because he expresses hope and this is what everyone is supposed to expect him to be? You didn't like this person or this character before. So <laughs> what do you guys want? I mean, and, and I'll say this. I like I like Henry Cavill's Superman a lot. I still think it's very good. Yeah. I even right. I even I enjoyed Superman as a character in this movie a lot. I thought they did a really good job with him. In fact, right. this 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 characterization of Superman is probably in this movie is the best that we've seen since Superman two. Right? Like I would say, I would say that that's fair. That this is I, w- this I would is, I would yeah go ahead. So so I would say that's fair. Like I really 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 liked that scene where they were fighting Superman and the Flash was kind of running uh-huh. around him and Superman just sort of looked at him <laughs> like <"What?"> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really liked that scene. I thought that was yeah, really I can, cool. I can see you. I can see you at the speed that you're going and Flash is just like, "Wow. Oh, really? oh man. You know, am I in trouble?" You know. Yeah, that was um I I did like that. And 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 to your point, um this is the arc that it was supposed to go to to me. You, you went from uh, a brooding Superman who was really doubtful about himself and trying to, um, you know, um, find his way in the world in the first two movies. Mm-hmm. And this movie was supposed to be his redemption arc, you know, his right. his coming back to life. And but I thought it was just handled so shoddily. And you had so many other different elements in the movie to introduce. You had Cyborg, you had Flash, you had um, Aquaman, you had his um, Atlantis, you had to introduce those elements. You had um, J.K. Simmons' Bat, um, um, excuse me, Commissioner Gordon. Mm-hmm. So you had to introduce that element. And um, Cyborg's dad, you know, you had to introduce that plot element. Plus you had the, um, you know, Batman and Wonder Woman, you right. know, in the movie. So you had really no time to, to really finish and really flesh out that, that, that finishing arc with, with as, as far as what I believe they were trying to do from the uh, man of steel to BVS. Right. I think you're, I think I really like the idea of, <clears throat> cause Superman was kind of a heavy in the first couple movies. You know what I mean? Like he was right. Like you're going to do this cause I say you're going to do it. Right. That's kind of how he talks to Batman. Right. Right, like, you're, you're finished. You're over. Like that, right? That sort of growly sort of. But this Superman's a lot different. You're right. Like this personality right. change. And again, I really, I do think that, you know, when they move on from this just car crash, 
And the right. money, and the money <laughs> is a car crash too. By the way, we should mention that right yeah. now it is it is kind of bombing. <laughs> right, it is. Right. It is. I've only made ninety six million dollars to, save, first, to, save, first to say. Right. I mean, every Marvel movie makes more than that. So, so it's it's well, really. Well, BVS made one sixty six um, in the first mm-hmm. in the first weekend. So mm-hmm. this is a you had a movie of all your iconic superheroes coming together. This was supposed to wait way more than like the that and the um you know to at least go to um you know what the Avengers made in their first movie, and those are so called B tiered characters, right. B list tier characters. Well, the the. Yeah, and then like the, it was like a weird amount of information given to you, like like you know the Aquaman is coming out next year and all that stuff, but right. all that stuff about who he is and who his mom is and all that crap. Like, who cares? You could have just told us next year, right? Yeah. You, the, yeah, there was no need to give me any of that information. I mean, he could have just been sort of a brooding, standoffish guy. You know, I thought there would be maybe the trident would be a little bit more special instead. It was just a trident. You know what I mean? He just it used it like a, a piece guy of with rebar. a pitchfork, like Bat said, <laughs> like Batman said. Yeah. Oh, yeah, at least I'm not a guy with a pitchfork. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there was. It felt like there was a good movie in there somewhere, and it just like the execution what, just what did, wasn't right. What, what What did you think of um, Batman as as being humorous? You know, his his side jokes and everything. Do you think it fell flat, or do you think it worked? It fell flat because Batman is supposed to be funny because he's not trying to be funny ever. That's what's funny right. about Batman. Like right. people, like they'll say, like they would say something like, "Well, what if? Well, you know, we'll see. Maybe Superman will go bat or go rogue this time." Ha ha ha! And then Batman goes, "I have a plan for that. I have a spear with a tip, <laughs> and the tip is kryptonite, and I'll drive it through his chest if I need to." And everyone's like, "Well, okay, Bruce, okay, Bruce, chill out, right?" Like that's that's who Batman. That's what's funny about Batman. Batman doesn't go, "Uh, hey guys, what's up?" Which he really says in this movie. He really says, "Oh, yeah. yeah. uh, hey, what's yeah. what you been up to?" <laughs> But okay, so you, so you had that tone tonal shift, which is way different yeah. from from how he expressed himself in the um in the BVS movie. So here's a guy that was super intense, saying that oh, if there's even a one percent chance uh, that um you know we could have to you know we could take out Superman and everything, that's something that we just got to do to this guy. Okay, well in this movie well he's all jokey joke and jovial and doing his best to try to bring superman back which is a you know a little ironic going from the from the last movie his switch is just so stark Dude, as far as i'm concerned so i gotta ask this question because again i don't I, maybe it's my fault maybe i'm just a bad viewer i mean that happens i'm uh-huh. really terrible at certain things and viewing is one of them i guess but <laughs> at what point in the movie did batman plan to bring Superman back to life. Like, at what point did that happen? Was it the whole time? Or was it right, right, randomly, like, two-thirds into the movie? They're just like, oh, okay, Superman. We're going to get Superman. I, I want to say, and, you know, you can hashtag hate Sam, hate, <clears throat> hashtag hate Scott, but I was one, I want to say it was about a third, maybe, like, halfway through the movie. Okay. You know, where him and Wonder Woman hatched that plan, <clears throat> where it was possible to bring him back. Because I think they looked at the mother boxes as, um, <laughs> you know, a possible way to actually bring him back. You know, if there's anything that could get, that could bring Superman back to life, it is Mom's box. Yeah, Mom's box, Martha. <laughs> Martha's. <laughs> Martha's box. <laughs> and, and and they just shoehorn um Lo- Why did you even need Lois and um his mom in there? I mean, <sighs> so I think um, I think if if I'm following this correctly, that Bruce Wayne sent the flashback to himself. To tell him to get Lois Lane on board with the plan in this movie, right? 
That's what that scene was. I've never in seen yes. I, I I realized that, but was <clears> that scene did I miss something? Did I fall asleep at some part of the movie where he sent um flashback to do that? No. You did not miss it. It has not happened or has not happened yet. Okay. Or you're supposed to understand that now that this worked out, now Bruce tells Flash, now that they have a relationship, go back and do that. But Flash goes back too far to before like Bruce knew about him or whatever. Okay. So with Bruce not and Bruce explicitly says this in the movie <laughs> that um he knows no he doesn't really know any and this this world's greatest detective by the way <laughs> he doesn't really know anything about <laughs> the flash but he knows he's um he knows his identity and he knows he can do something you know so he decides to throw like a batarang towards him you know not really sure what he can do but really has a gut feeling and fortunately for Barry um and Bruce um Barry's able to um um you know move out the way and um catch the batarang so you have this world let me ask you a question about that scene is that the first time Bruce Wayne's ever done that or he's just throwing a batarang in someone's face and if so how many times has he done that and the guy does not have any superpowers (laughs) and he's just like oh what's up guys I guess I just better leave like that's what he does, I guess, because that's what how this Batman talks and acts after being a stone cold murderer in the last movie. Now he's like, oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, so we were just supposed to forget all, all the, the bad things that he did in he the just, last movie. He drove a car and over he, some guy's face and they showed it in slow motion in a super close up, and we're just supposed to be uh, like, Batman's a jovial guy now because Superman is dead. Because there's nothing that makes yeah. Batman happier, I guess, than Superman being just dead in the ground and dead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, to sort of go back to to the point I was trying to make, um, so Bruce Batman doesn't know anything. Well, he's supposed to be the world's greatest detective, and this 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 plot hole where he was supposed to send the Flash back sometime during I guess this movie or some future movie, and state that Lois was the um the key and everything. So he. How how would he even know that Flash could even go back in time? Well, he you know, how know does he that. even know that have? Yeah, so he doesn't know that. So so how does he send Flash back to tell Bruce that Lois is the key? Well, this Bruce knows Flash can travel back in time because Flash traveled back in time to talk to him, right? So Bruce is aware that Flash can do that now that he he's now going to recognize that Flash is that guy, right? Because he knows him now. Ah, okay. So okay, now okay, at a later date, okay, what's okay, going to happen is Flash's okay. powers are going to get amplified by something, and Bruce is going to be like, "Oh yeah, you need to go back in time and tell me about Lois." And he's like, "How far?" Okay. And then he goes, "I'm pretty sure you figure it out, <laughs> right?" And everyone, so they kind of so, look at each so other we get no ex. So we get no exposition or any context as to um to better clarify that and clear that up because that actually was a um um a question in my mind. Okay, so Lois was the one to make Superman realize, which was really contrived to me, um <laughs> that he he that he was supposed to be you know who he was um and to give him a more of a clear head because he was fighting the other members. And he, um, and he came back and like like what did Aquaman say like when you die you, you some part of you you leave some part of you behind. Right. And he left he left he left his sourpuss behind. That's what he left behind. Like that's not that's not a drawback. That's good. That's great. Like Superman, he's a happy guy now. He's smiling all the time. Yeah. 
Yeah. He knows nobody. Yeah. Can, he knows yeah. that he can't really be killed now. I guess so. He's conquered death. You know what I mean? I mean, just... yeah. This this is this is his redemption arc from from what he was in the first. Well, his um his coming to you know full circle with things, which I appreciate because I think that's how they should have should have handled it in the beginning. But I think that could have been. I think that could have been left for his own movie, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it was so much going on in this movie to, to sort of give Superman your you're the very first superhero and you'll um you know you'll hear us talk about that in the S's and everything. The very first superhero in the Justice League, one of the most iconic teams of all time. Um you just give him a eight to ten minute <laughs> in in shot in the movie, it's just it's 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 just piss poor to me. And you can't make him shave his mustache? Like you're super oh, you are man. Superman. You this is one of like <clears throat> this is one of a couple roles where if you're playing this role, you embody this character regardless. So this is a type of iconic role like James Bond, right? Um, mm-hmm. Where you, like like Daniel Craig is James Bond, right? He's not some other character. You don't right. think of him as another thing. You think of him as James Bond. You think of Pierce Brosnan as James Bond. Right. You're going to think of Henry right. Cavill as Superman for the rest of his career, however long that is. <clears throat> right. And he can't shave the mustache for that and wear a fake mustache on whatever other movie he's making. Yeah. Like this yeah, exactly. Is, like being a movie star like this has got to be like like our lives, right? Like where we have a job that we do that pays the bills. Um unless we get some sponsors by the way. So uh, random shout out for that. But so we have a job mm-hmm. we pay the bills and we do this kind of because it's what we want to do, right? Right. So a movie star like 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 Henry Cavill, he's got to have like the Justice League, all the Superman stuff has got to be like his day job because it's got to be where he makes all his money. And these other movies right. have to be like what he does in his spare time like that he wants to do. And you're telling me that right. you can't win that face-off? <laughs> like, even in the contract, or, like you can't or, win a face... And or, this is literally a face-off, by the way, because it's his face. Right. Or, yeah, exactly. Um, or you spend a $300 million on a movie, and you can, you can make visuals that look spectacular, and it's all just green-screened and everything, and make, um, you know, worlds out of different... You know elements and everything, and you can't CGI properly a uh, uh, mustache off of a person's face. You know, I mean, it's just you know just laziness. Either that, or just like you say, keep the mustache in there. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. He could have came. He could have came back with a beard. I know. You know, for the most anything. part, because it would look he, pretty cool he's too, been right? seen in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the comics, he's seen <laughs> in, the, in, in the in the first Superman. I mean, I'm sorry, in Man of Steel, he's seen with a beard. He you know, does. he has a beard with the, like for half that movie. <laughs> like the idea that super, but Superman with a mustache. Like I'd love that there's somebody at DC that was like, yeah, it doesn't meet our style book, so we can't do it. <laughs> and that's it. Boom, done. Now let's spend. But they already told him he could wear that. He could have the mustache, and he like couldn't reshoot anything, so they just had to deal with it. Right. And how about yeah, the first thing yeah. in the whole movie is them basically being like, they're like, oh, so that what's the, that's you said that symbol means it means hope, but it's an S, and he goes, yeah, it's an S. And it also means hope comes and goes like a river. It's like it's oh like we God. know you retcon that back on the end. Like we know that's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> like don't yeah. come on, don't yeah. address it like that that directly. Yeah, yeah. They just just had to. Um, it seemed like they 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 don't have as much confidence in their characters, um, and they don't want to take as many. They they took the safe choice with these iconic characters. Unlike, whereas Marvel, since their characters aren't known, you really don't have any type of baggage. You know, it was much baggage as, um, um, you know, DC characters. Right. So they took the safe route. 
let's just try to get in there, get out, make as much money as we can and, you know, walk back out and hope that we could steal as much people's money as, you know, <laughs> finances as, as, as we can. But people nowadays aren't full as, as um, per the, you know, box office take for the weekend, which was expected to um, range in like 120, 120 million and only ended up with like 94 million, wow. you know, at the um, at the um, end of the weekend. So you're you're not fooling people, and there was a lot of people that actually did like this movie and appreciated the fact that it was a big tonal shift from um, Batman versus Superman. I didn't like the movie. Um, my partner Scott sounds like he didn't like the movie. I would give um, it. I would give it. So I like I like Henry Cavill and I like I like Ezra Miller. So I like I like the Flash. Mm-hmm. I like Superman. I okay. think those guys can stay. I do actually okay. like Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. <clears throat> yeah, I think she can stay too. Cyborg was—I mean, mm-hmm. the actor was fine, right? Mm-hmm. Right, doing a good job. You know, he'll look a little bit more superhero-y now because he's got the better armor, so he can stay. So mm-hmm. who needs to go? So we need a new Batman, right? I mean, that's just obvious. Yes, I, I, I mean, yes. I hate to say yes. it because I wanted—I gave—I wanted to give Ben Affleck the chance because I like the type of story they were telling, but I just right. don't think that he can be the type of Batman you need in a Justice League, right? Like in a Batman movie, that Batman can be like the hardest, you know what I mean, smartest, right. roughest guy. But right. in Justice League, he isn't, and that's a big tonal shift. Like you need a type of Batman that can play a number, like a second fiddle to Superman, because obviously, just like happened in this movie, Superman's the plot. He's like he's going to fix whatever the problem is. Right. right. It's really not going to be Batman that fixes the problem most of the time. So you need someone that's more lighthearted, and I think that 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 they wrote the character correctly. Right. But I don't think Ben Affleck can really play the character like they wrote him. No, yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right about that. Um, I think they they put themselves into a box because at the end of Batman vs Superman, it was um, Bruce that sort of hatched the idea that they needed to get a, a team together and everything. Um, here's a guy who is so much of a soloist. You know, um, in in the in the lore, you had um, him teaming up with Robin, the different Robins and Batgirls and stuff, and still, you know, he's he's still put as a loner. But yet, they put him as the guy who hatches the idea of putting a team together. I thought that probably should have went to Wonder Woman. Yeah. You know, if 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 they had known that Wonder Woman was probably going to be as popular as she was, you know, with her movie, they probably would have went that direction. But they they chose to go the Batman's direction and it just didn't seem to fit to me that he was the one to gather, you know, all these characters in the movie. How did you like the fact that Batman is so loose with his secret identity? I, I, <clears throat> I guess I, I understand it because he's doing essentially the same sort of backwards work, right? So he's approaching, you know, specifically like the flash and stuff. He's like, listen, right. you are, you know, I know who you are, right? Because I'm in your house. I'm right. not just like, you know, right. meeting you in costume as the Flash, right? So he right. kind of has to do that to be like, so I don't have a problem with that. Or okay. even with like the idea that this Commissioner Gordon sort of knows Batman is Bruce Wayne. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. there's always this, <clears throat> that's sort of an, a, not, a, not an explicit thing that Batman, you know, the Commissioner Gordon sort of knows who it is. And that's in right. um, in the Batman Year One comic. He sort of sees, you know, Batman saves his daughter, and then like it's just Bruce Wayne in like a motorcycle helmet, and, he's, and it's like implied he can kind of see him without the helmet on at a certain right, point. Right, right. He has an idea. Yeah, yeah. So like that. So that's okay too. 
So I don't really have a problem mm-hmm. with that. I just think that what should have probably happened is Wonder Woman should have gone to Batman and said, well, Superman's dead. We need to do something. Batman goes, yeah. Oh, yeah, I have, you know, dossiers on all, every sort of metahuman in the whole world, and I have a way to kill him in case I have to because he's obsessive. Right. But he's not the one right. that's going out and doing the recruiting. Right. But he has all the information. Exactly. Yeah. Well, which would, uh, which if if he's not, if he had dispatches Wonder Woman, you know, dying to, to go out and do all the recruiting, you know, it wouldn't really have to, com- he wouldn't have to compromise his identity. Yeah. I guess I'm just sort of going back to how he's, how he is in the comic books um, and how he's so protective of his secret identity to where in the movies it's like he's just just so loose with it. You yeah. know, he's just so casual with it when he's with Aquaman. Um, you know, talking about, um, you know, just just trying to recruit him you know, and everything. And it's like different individuals around, background characters around, actually listening to their conversation and everything. I'm like, Bruce, come on now. I mean, are you really that loose? I mean, does the world... In this in this world that they're the Zack Snyder built, are they trying to say that um, you know identities aren't as important? You know, and if that's the case, I think we should have got a better explanation between BVS and Justice League why Batman doesn't really care about his identity like that. Mm-hmm. I think that there's um, there's probably a backstory to this Batman where he actually did save the world a bunch of times right or save some plots that would likely you know he did stuff like that on his own and right. there there needs to be an idea that what happened when superman came it was like when that fight was zod he was like there's some stuff i'm never going to be able to do right uh-huh and 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 then he realized that after the fight with superman so after the team up he realized that sometimes you have to team up to beat someone but that's never really stated and he never, yeah, he could say it easily. Easily, there was like there was that scene where he was drinking whiskey with uh, with uh, Wonder Woman for some reason, even though Batman doesn't mm-hmm. drink. So that was weird <laughs> for me. He also doesn't kill either. Right? <laughs> he also doesn't run people over for no reason, <laughs> or get it, or shoot people with guns like happened in this movie again. Uh, I thought Batman yeah. had a no gun policy, but hey, what do I, what do I know? Uh, yeah, this is a totally different Batman from you know what me and you grew up with. Um, but I think I think I maybe see what you're saying there. Um, if he had, if if the arc was more Diana recruiting and Diana um, more or less trying to convince Bruce that okay, you need to have a team together. You need to 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 surround your pelt. I mean, surround yourself with people who are you know like minded for this world. You know, wide cataclysmic event that's about to you know possibly happen. Um, I think that would have been a a fresh perspective as far as you know what i think um you know to sort of make sense of um you know batman's arc there mm-hmm. you know but they gave him none of that no and maybe they wrote it but ben affleck refused to do it you know what i mean like i i really think that you can blame i would like to blame Zack snyder and ben affleck for this movie i really would like to blame the two of them and, and let that be the end of it because i know that they're probably not going to get to do any more of these right Ben Affleck's already trying Zach to quit. Zack Snyder's done. He's got to be done, right? He's done. They're, they're, they, they, the DC gave, and Warner Brothers gave him the reins early on and um, sort of, you know, made him the Kevin Feige of this universe. And they should have known from what happened with Watchmen mm-hmm. <laughs> um, how this was going to turn out, you know. Um, and like, like I was saying in my react, you know, Christopher Nolan sort of gets some of the blame too, because he's the one that dark knighted, um, Superman. 
you know, to put him in this, um, you know, dismal, dark, you know, real world is type of position when I don't think DC really realized that they did. That's not the Superman that they wanted, but they still put it out anyway. That's true. And, and, then, and really and, and really double down on it when Batman in Batman versus Superman, they thought they can dark night, you know, the 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 um the aspects of, you know, the Frank, they, they thought they could Frank Miller some of that and think it, they thought it would carry over uh, or be okay with audience, and it turned out not to be the case. Right. And I think part of it is because this is a different Batman. I think if you're going to write that Superman-Batman, you know, the Man of Steel continuity, you need to have the Christian Bale-style Batman in Gotham City. Like, you just need to have him, right? Yeah. The bottom line. Yeah. And when you change that to a different Batman that does different things and has a different backstory, right? When you lose right. that mooring and you go to something that's a more neon and, you know what I mean, a little bit more fantastic, sort of closer right. to the Joel Schumacher Batman than the Christian Bale Batman, you sort of lose that mooring. And then what's the point of having Superman be such a grump? Exactly. Exactly. And now they've sort of yeah. realized that, but the tonal shift is so, is so drastic that they should have just recast it for this, honestly, right? What well, as far as um, Batman or Superman? Like you said, Batman. I was okay with Superman. But, ba- yeah, Batman. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah, think that they I, could tell I, it wasn't working, which is why they canceled the Ben Affleck Batman movie, and he's talking about leaving now, right? He was going to write and direct a movie about the Batman, right? Yeah. That's not happening yeah. now. <laughs> right? well, like they, that was months ago they called well, that they actually, Yeah, they actually got Matt Reeves, who did the um, Last Planet of the Apes movie, which was a very good movie, by the way. Mm. Um, they, he's going to direct the newest Batman movie, but it is a um, question mark of whether Ben Affleck is actually going to do that movie, which I don't think is going to happen now. Right. Good way for very good reason. Yeah, I mean, you could even have um, the next, uh, next. I I think you could move on with the continuity, but I think they need to recast that role. And I do like Henry Cavill as Superman, so I hope they decide to make more sort of movies about Superman. And you know, you can kind of let some of the Justice League people come in, but I, I would like I would want to see you know Aquaman, the Flash, another Superman movie, and a new Batman movie introducing the new Batman before I would want to see a Justice League two. And I want to see a whole new creative team on it anyway. Well, I, I guess that brings into a question of, um, do you think DC slash Warner Brothers should have did this the Marvel way, where they concentrated on the soul characters first before they actually came out with the Justice League? Or do you think it was right that they came out with Justice League first and sort of, um, you know, just put little elements of each character into the movie so they could spin off into their own movies? Do you think, what, what do you think about that? I, I don't know. I think that, you needed to have Batman. You needed to have Superman. I think that DC's a little different because those two characters are such pillars of their, you know, of their world, right? They sort of uh-huh. more everything. I think you would need to have had more. Uh, you need to have a successful Green Lantern. I think to have a real Justice League too. I think yeah. that he, he okay. was missing, and you saw, like you were saying, that sort of shout out to oh, there's a Green Lantern in this continuity, just not in this movie. Uh huh. Right mm-hmm. was interesting. Right, I think that I, so. I think you need a Green Lantern, and I think you need you needed to have the Flash movie come out before Justice League. I, I just think right. you did. You needed to, you just needed that because I really like that character a lot. You know, great point, great point. I, I think I just think that that's maybe the one thing out of order. I think that you could have, and if you cut all the the real stuff in Atlantis out of the Jason Momoa side of the movie, you could still do Aquaman after, and you can then do like Wonder Woman two or whatever. And then right. Superman 3, I guess, Batman 1.5. And, and then a Justice League 2, and then a Flash 2, right? 
Right. So, you know, I, that's what I would that's that's what I think was missing because I did like like I said I liked Barry Allen a lot. I just would have wanted to well, see him being I, It's like I said in my re, in my react um I I thought he was okay. Um, I didn't really like Barry because I'm a, um I don't know if you watch the Flash TV show. I'm I'm not. I've already seen this before. Okay. Oh, they <laughs> so already did this plot the, of the Flash TV show. They they already did the plot of um um him going to the prison and had his father in prison. You know he's he's talking to his dad and you know trying to get him out of jail. They already did this in the TV show, and you know um. So to see it sort of rehashed in this movie was just sort of, you already did this before in my eyes, you know, so mm-hmm. that's why the character fled a little flat. Ezra Miller, um, his personality I like, you know, but it was a little too Spider-Man-ish, okay. you know, as far as the Tom Holland, like the last, um, he's there for like the comic relief and, you know, the jokey joke. To me, that's more of a Wally West type thing. You know, mm-hmm. if you remember, like the old Justice League animated cartoons, right. you know right. he was the um, you know, the character that had like the sarcastic, you know, remarks and everything. So why couldn't they have made this character Wally West instead of Barry Allen, which is a totally different character? Right. Barry Allen, in my eyes, is in his history, he's a scientist. He's the um, the smart, the brain, and everything. But you know this 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 characterization that they sort of shoe you know shoehorned in, in for him in this movie was just a little little stark for me. And like I said, base that's basically because I watch the Flash TV show every week. Right. I, I no, I don't watch this show, so I guess that sort of escaped me. Um, I think that maybe the issue is more along the lines of you know what what Marvel's doing is they have they have these shows where they can do ten episode seasons with higher budgets. And DC is, because they're running everything through, what, the CW? I mean, yeah. budgetary, it's going to be lower budget, higher episodes, right? And what uh-huh. that does is it makes it so that you couldn't have the guy that plays the Flash in these movies really play the Flash in this TV show. I mean, from right. a from a monetary standpoint, just you couldn't pay him enough per episode to make it worth anybody's while to do it. Because there's going to be 25 episodes right. in a season. So what they need to right. do with with a character like the Flash is move him into something like maybe with HBO or something, where he's you know got a smaller series with a smaller episode order, so you can have the same guy play this character and tell the story the way you want it. Because you have the TV show, it always is going to make the Flash seem diminutive. Because the, if the plots are similar to what's on the TV show, you're just going to be thinking about you're like you said, I've already seen it, and if they didn't do a you know they didn't do a super expensive job on it before. What's the throwing a hundred million dollars going to change about it? Right, right. Well, also they they have about three different flashes in there. They they didn't even have to do Barry Allen or a Wally West. They could have did Bart Allen, which you you know he's from the future and comes back in time. They could actually had him as the um you know the Flash. He eventually becomes a Flash at some point. So I guess my point is you have the same character in two different um on the TV show and the movies, and you're characterizing him in the movies with the same plot elements from the TV show, you know, for those, cause it is like millions of audience members out there that mm-hmm. are, you know, that watch the TV show and just see this as like a rehash and everything. You could have had, um, a different, you, you could have had him re you could have basically remained, re- renamed Barry Allen, Wally West, and no one would have been no, no wiser <laughs> as yep. far as you, um, or any other audience member who doesn't watch the flash. That way you can appease, um, um, flash TV show 
people saying, okay, well, they're just doing a different flash. So I can get with that, right. you know, um, and it would have been, you know, none the wiser and everything, you know, to see Henry Allen back in a prison. I'm like, man, this was flash season two. <laughs> Goodness gracious. It's just ridiculous. Um, but you don't what, feel that what, way what about Batman you... because Gotham isn't telling the same stories we're trying. They're trying to tell him the DC, the DCCU. Right, right. Well, Gotham is is just that's just a whole different, you know, playing period. I guess my biggest complaint about this Batman here, oh, just to just to go back to the the beginning set piece of where Batman is um, runs into a parademon, mm-hmm. and while he's like um, trying to bring the fear out of a criminal. And then the criminal, you know, they, um, they, the, the parademon comes and is about to attack Batman, but Batman ends up, you know, distinguishing him. And the criminal is like, well, what's going on? Or what was that? You know, Bat- they're, they're actually, him and Batman are actually having a conversation as if they're like, you know, friends or whatever, you know, why didn't Batman immediately arrest him or, you know, take him out right after like he he's like a criminal. I mean, do, do did you did you remember that in the beginning? I did. That's the guy that plays uh, Bill Tinch in uh, Mindhunter, the new Netflix series. So I'd recognize yeah. that guy. Yep. yep. And yep. <laughs> and I know what you mean. It was like I was like, so Batman's just going to punch this guy in the face and knock him out right now. And the guy walks over to go like, what is that? Right? Like that's what. Right. If you're if that's what Batman does because it's funny. Batman is funny because he is so not funny. <laughs> the guy's like, wow, what is that? What do you think that was, Batman? He just socks him. Knocks him out, right? And right. And he says, right. "Like I don't know what it. Like I'm not sure, <laughs> right?" That that would have been a perfect end to that scene versus what we got. And then you, you would know, have the bat, um, like you know what I mean. And then that would be like an immediate, like, "Oh man, Batman!" Like Batman's still that Batman from the last movie, right? Right. You would have felt con- character continuity more. You know, you know, and 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 you know, uh, my date to the movie last night actually kind of wrote a better version of this script. Even like I said, sitting uh-huh. in the like driving the car back back home. Uh-huh. She said uh, she said they should have had Batman and and you know they should have Wonder Woman go look for looking for Barry Allen, okay? And maybe Bat and then she goes looking for Atlantis and finds Jason Momoa and they don't get into any of the rest of that that stuff, okay? Right. And then, and then she's working with Batman so they're all together looking for the mom, the mom's box. And, <laughs> and then Cyborg is like just sort of shows up, right? Like, they do not uh-huh. go looking for Cyborg or have any inflammation or inf- information or anything at all. No, nothing about him, right? Right. And he's like, and they're all just like, I thought you were dead. And he's like, nope, not dead. Just all, then he explains what's going on. And he's like, I have also to have this mom's box with me. Want to go wake up Superman? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I would have seen that movie. I would have been happier with that movie. I wouldn't yeah. have been mean mugging that movie. No, no. She, know, um... she also said it felt like, uh, she said it felt like bad fan fiction. So, um, did you stay toward the end credits? I saw the the race scene, or is there another one that I did not see? So, I didn't stay after the run scene. And okay. just to briefly touch on the run scene, and also, um, you know, touch on the way the Flash runs in this movie, which is just so ridiculous to me. The run scene at the beginning was very cartoonish. And I understand why they, it was a, is a sort of a shout out to those who who know the comic book um, versions of Flash and Superman, who was, a, you know, faster out of between the two of them. So I appreciated that to a degree, but to have the um, the scene in where they're just, um, you know, freeze framed instead of actually running, you know, I thought it was just a missed opportunity. Anyway, 
So the end credits brings back um and spoilers for anyone who didn't see, you know, the end credits of the movie. So we're I'm just gonna go into it. I didn't see it, but I read it online and apparently Lex Luthor, um Jesse Eisenberg, <laughs> is there at the end of the movie and he meets um Deathstroke, yeah. which is played by Joe Mangiello. Um, Ooh, Mangianello. Um, Pittsburgh's own. Butcher his last name, huh? Pittsburgh's own. Yes, Joe yes, Mangiello. yes. So he's uh, a little background. He's supposed to, he was supposed to play the Batman villain in the next Batman movie. Um, so we don't know if that's going to eventually going to happen. But with him in this movie, I mean, he's going to be a part of the universe somehow. So right. they sort of infer well. Well, Lex Lex infers that well. It looks like. Um, it looks like they're gathering a league of their own. Maybe we should do something. So that's and that's just you know paraphrasing. Um, well, it gives at least the impression that the next movie is going to have some sort of injustice league, you know, some sort of hmm. uh, collection of bad guy villains. Which, if they had any sense, they probably should have did that this movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> Would have made way more sense, right? That would have made way more sense. You gather like the the top, you know, Super Friends, um, Legion of Doom type villains, um, Lex Luthor, Joker, um, uh, Vandal Savage, uh, Deathstroke. You know, yeah. all the um, the the um, the are are you know the the um, what do you call them arch nemesis of the mm-hmm. superheroes and put them into one movie so you don't have this. The stale—you've already seen it with a lot of Marvel movies, CGI villain. You know, right. um, it would have made for a much better movie. So that was the um, the tag at you know the end credits and everything. So when I when I saw that, I'm like, oh, I mean, I would have I would have loved to see that movie instead. Absolutely, you know, and that would also allow my favorite moment from the Justice League television show to take place on the screen. Uh-huh. Which is uh, when Lex Luthor captures Batman, and the Joker is like, "Come on, Lex, you gotta kill him! Kill him now! Just do it! Trust <laughs> me!" And like Lex is like, "No, I'm just gonna I'm gonna hold him here as bait." And then the Joker's like, "He can still be dead bait. <laughs> like you gotta kill him now! Trust me." <laughs> That's all I want to see out of that movie. Hey, you probably had some really good dialogue. So overall, um, like I said, I didn't very much like the movie. Um, and your opinion again? I think that I would see a sequel to this movie, but I would not purchase this movie on Blu-ray at all, or like encourage other people to see it until it's for free on HBO. Yeah, yeah, that's sort of my you know sort of like my consensus as well. Um, I hope that there's a brighter future, you know, per se for like you know these characters. I would like to definitely see, you know, as you suggested, some more solo movies out of these characters with their their lives actually fleshed out. Not necessarily origin movies, but just sort of fleshed out character, um, you know, plots and moments and everything with their own individual movies before they start putting them back together. And maybe you don't necessarily have to put these characters back, you know, back together. You can, you should definitely bring in a um, Green Lantern. Um, I would definitely like to see Martian Manhunter involved. Um, oh, yeah. Maybe bring in like a Hawkman because um, it's just so many members of the Justice League that you do have like a wealth of of characters to 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 um, go to. Um, I wouldn't put Cyborg back into this movie, but I would definitely see a I would want to see a Cyborg solo movie. 
Yeah, I, I like that character. Um, I don't necessarily like him in Justice League. You know, if you if you want to see a version of this movie that is all that stuff we just said, go see Justice League New Frontier. <laughs> it's an animated, it's a DCAU yeah. version of yeah. essentially the same story, where like all the stuff that we actually just said they should have done in the Justice League movie, they basically do. So like Batman right. starts out all rough, but interacting with Superman and all the rest of these guys makes him more like you know kind of changes his right. character a little bit which right. they explain and then show you in that movie and then show exactly <laughs> exactly you know has, they don't handhold you <laughs> no no it has uh martian manhunter it has green lantern right it's got right. jfk you know what movie couldn't use some more jfk right <laughs> you know what movie could have used some more jfk for real though jfk <laughs> not enough jfk in that movie oh and on that note, guys, um, we thank you again for listening to the Nerdendum. Um, again, if you want to leave feedback for us, you can do it at NerdCyclopediaPodcast at gmail.com. Um, visit us at NerdCyclopedia.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at NerdCyclopedia. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, a big ass. <laughs> definitely, definitely. All right, so um we'll be back and um keep listening to us thank you guys for you know um taking your time out to you know listen to us nerds rant and rave <laughs> we will have your ass <laughs> all right take us out crazy man